Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and happy solstice to you, your family, and all of those around you. Brothers, look, whatever holiday you celebrate this season, I mean, there's a lot of holidays during this particular time of the year. Remember that all of them are based on the movements of the planetary bodies. And this season, we call the winter solstice, right? It's the transition from autumn to winter. And it's the marker of the sun. It represents the rebirth, the return, the rebirth of the sun. Because now, as the solstice is complete, I'm recording this the day of the solstice, but now the days after the 23rd, 24th, 25th, the days will start becoming longer. Up until this winter solstice, the days get shorter and shorter and shorter. And then after the solstice, they start getting longer and longer and longer. And our ancestors, our ancient ancestors knew this. They would watch the planets, they would watch the sun, and they marked these very important times because the sun brings us more light. It brings us more heat. It brings heat and light and life to earth and to humanity. So happy solstice to all of you. Whatever holiday you celebrate, happy solstice, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, you know, all of the stuff. But really just know that it's time for life to begin again. Now, before I begin, I want to back up, brothers. Like, my work has gone deeper, okay? Before I get into this content, I want to tell you that, and I think you all know, and you all see this, that with all journeys, they evolve, they grow, they progress. Over the last few years, you have all been able to witness my own evolution by being a part of this podcast audience, and I'm so grateful that you are. (laughs) I'm so grateful that you've hung out with me for over four years now. Before I entered this space, you guys know I was a fitness coach, and that seemed like a lifetime ago. And before that, you know, I mean, I'm not even going to get into that because that seemed like an entirely different lifetime ago. But even since I've entered this space, so much has changed for me. If you guys go back to listen to podcasts, like the first 10 to 20 podcasts, you'll know that things have changed. They've evolved. I still teach cognitive mastery and emotional ownership, and I still utilize the frameworks of the universal truth and the model of alignment as a way to initiate men into the spiritual path. It's kind of like the first step. However, I have assimilated other frameworks that have taken my journey deeper, and I've used them to guide my students more deeply into themselves. And that's the point. That's the point of the content of this particular episode. Now, I've mentioned this framework to you guys briefly on previous podcasts, and I've used different languages, you know, at times to explain different things. You know, I use the frameworks of human design, quantum mechanics, cellular biology, genetics, the I Ching. I use astrology. I use the gene keys. I use spiral dynamics, what I've learned in Tantra, what I've learned in yoga, and what I've learned from various forms of psychology, just to name a few different things. The quintessence of my work is that everything is love. And I'm not talking about emotional love, the love that we feel for other people, you know, animals, things, situations, jobs, identities, and so on. The love I'm talking about is sometimes referred to as energy or everything, or essence, or oneness, or source, or God, or light, and so on. There's really no word for what it is because it is everything. I simply use the word love because that is the nature of who we are and the reason why we are here, to experience this energy, this source, this all-oneness, with ourselves and with each other. 
I remember during one of my ayahuasca journeys, the facilitator, a beautiful English man named Stacy, just a great, great dude. You know, he came around to check on me during the ceremony to make sure that you know, I was doing okay. And during this time, ayahuasca had really begun to clean me out. I got to tell you, brothers, my journeys were really rough. Like the first several ceremonies I was in, I spent six to seven hours just purging all night. I didn't have any experience with the medicine aside from just getting it out. <laughs> you know, there was no visuals, there was no messages, there was nothing except a full night of purging, of vomiting. But after that, I started to get pulled into a deep, vibration of gratitude. Once the purging, once I was cleaned out, that's where I began to receive messages from the medicine. And during one of those trance-like states of gratitude, Stacy came over to check on me and he asked, how you doing, mate? You know, in his, you know, English accent. I replied, it is what it is, you know? And I was in gratitude. I was in a state of gratitude. He knew it. And the way I said it, it is what it is, you know? And it's a generic reply. The best I could do on the with the, being in the pure state of being that I was experiencing at the time. And, you know, he laughed because he knew I, I was feeling it. And he said, well, what is it? Right? Because it is what it is. You know, he asked, what is it? And what came out of my mouth became an epiphany that I've carried with me in my heart and into the guidance and teaching that I offer. And what I've probably poorly attempted to explain to all of you on this podcast over several, several episodes. And I just said to him, it is is love. Everything is love. Brothers, today I wanted to open with that statement and also this statement, a testimony through transparency that will lead us into the content for today. These teachings and these guidances that I offer goes deeper than any other alpha male coach in this space. Now, I'm not comparing and I'm definitely not judging. I just want you guys to understand this. I'm even contemplating leaving the alpha male space altogether, because when I first entered this space, there were maybe two or three other podcasts that were using the term alpha male. Now, four years later, there are two to three dozen podcasts in this space, and all of them are coaching worldly outcomes. Now, again, I'm not judging. This is just purely observation. I, I've listened to many of these podcasts. You know, I, I know the, the, the community, the space that I'm in, and they're teaching how to have the best haircut how to wear the right clothes, how to exercise the right way, or how to eat the right way, or how to talk to women the best way, or what's the best way of making money. And some of them are about shooting guns or religion or living in a van. You know, some of them are just really out there. But again, I'm not judging, right? It just is what it is. It's all love. Everybody's producing and providing their own source of love. I'm only saying that I no longer fit in this space, even though I may be partially responsible for creating it. Now, the reason why I say that is because all I do is guide I don't tell people how to live. Okay, I'm a spiritual guide. I'm not a religious man. In fact, religion and spirituality are not even close to the same thing. I guide men inward into the truth that lives at the heart of their being. This is why I don't tell you or any of my students what to do or how to do it. I won't tell you what clothes to wear or what food to eat or what exercises to do or what words to say to a woman or what religion to follow or what guns to shoot or anything else that's coming through the rest of this alpha male space. Only you know what lives in your heart. I will guide you there. And you, by doing your work, will release that beautiful gift into the world because that is your purpose. Your purpose is to love, to play, and to serve humanity with your spiritual gifts. Now, when I say serve humanity, I'm going to go deeper into that in this podcast because it's not about being a slave. It's not about being a slave to the system. It's about serving through your being your energetic emanations. Brothers, the truth lives within each of you as inner wisdom, as insight that only you can embrace and release. 
You see, because there is a natural process to the lives of human beings, and this process essentially has three stages, survival, service, and surrender. And these three stages roughly represent the three levels of frequency that form the spectrum of human consciousness. Over the course of this podcast, I've labeled feelings, emotions, differently, right? Especially in the contrast of emotions. You know, I've called them energy, but I've said there's comfortable energy, there's uncomfortable energy, there's positive, negative, good, bad, low vibration, high vibration. You know, in the human design framework, the low vibrations are the not-self energies, and the high vibrations are the alignment with the energy body. In the gene key framework, the low vibrations are called the shadow, and the high vibrations are called the gift. And brothers, what I want you to know is that it doesn't really matter what we call them. However, I try to be as neutral in my terminology as possible because all emotions are just energy and none of them are bad. None of them are harmful to you. Now, at the low vibrational level, you are always operating out of your genetic survival mode. Okay, this is the mentality associated with the victim mentality and there's always a derivative of fear involved. And again, even that mentality is not bad. It's a part of what we need. It's the seed that we plant in order for it to grow and blossom into who we can become and into what our gifts are that we begin to emanate and release that energy into the world. Because in the beginning, the world seems like a hostile place to the mind. To the mind, it has to think about itself in order to survive. This is the low vibrational energy. This comes through the body in our DNA, and it comes through the mind in our stories and conditioning, and it's felt in the low vibrations of fear and all of its various frequencies. At the high vibrational frequency, you enter into a service mode in which a transformation has taken place inside the actual cells of your body that enables you to operate more efficiently and effectively within the whole, within the whole of humanity. And this transmutation occurs through a shift in the mind, which is why cognitive mastery and emotional ownership are the starting points for the spiritual path. Now, when I say service, I'm going to go deeper into that as well, but I want to take you one step further into that highest vibrational frequency. There's three, remember? There's one above the high vibration. And that's a complete transformation that occurs as you're individual awareness is surrendered and your DNA is finally allowed to function with absolutely no interference from within, from the mind or from the conditioning. This is the release of all karmic energy that blocks the heart and the DNA from experiencing a state of pure being. It's essentially the death of the ego. What is common about these stages is the transmutation process itself which occurs in sudden leaps of released kinetic energy that is stored as potential energy within the DNA, within your body. And we tend to move through long periods of time, our life, in which it appears that very little happens or changes. And then suddenly, if the work is being done and we're paying attention to the present moment, an experience or event occurs which literally changes our DNA. It alters our mindset. It completely changes our lives. Brothers, these transformational events can never be predicted in your life. You can do the work. You just got to do the work. But as every spiritual text and every spiritual master has always said, the only certainty in life is uncertainty. The only constant we have is change. The fascinating thing is that at the low vibration, when we're in that victim mentality, change is all we really want right? Because we want to get out of that mentality. We want to get out of that vibration. We want to get out of that situation, that vibration that we're experiencing. We want to get out of the fear, the depression, the anger, the anxiety, the shame, the guilt. We want to get out of the environment. Whatever the energy of low vibration is that we're experiencing, we want out. We want change. So from this low vibration, we run. We run from our jobs. We run from our relationships. We run from our environments. We run from our identities. And all we're really doing is running from ourselves. We're running from the exact thing, the very vibration that we need to release in order to transmute into the higher vibration. 
And brothers, as I've said before, it is because you want to change that you cannot change. Ironically, the only path to change is acceptance and surrender to what is. And what is, is always here in the present moment. It's always here in the now. You know, this low vibration, this kind of busyness of the mind is exactly what prevents you from hearing this simplest of truth. In this sense, you know, the rumination, the busyness in the mind is the inability to hear what is going on inside you because the mind is so loud, you can't listen to your heart. You can't hear what's happening in your inner wisdom. Because this low vibrational frequency is a field of fear created by human beings, you cannot hear the truth inside you due to the, I call it kind of white noise generated by the subacoustic aura of humanity. And brothers, I notice this all the time. I notice this as I shift from place to place. When I'm out in the jungle, when I'm out in the forest, when I'm out in the country, when there's nobody around, it's like silence, right? There's just not this noise. But the moment I come back to the city, the moment I come back to the metropolis, the moment the plane lands in the United States, there's this buzz, there's this hum, there's this white noise of confusion and worry that's just happening in the space, in the conscious realm. The pulse of life follows a deeply focused rhythm, and it periodically undergoes unexpected fluctuations. This is true, brothers, from the movements of the galaxies— you know, the celestial bodies, right down to the minute workings of the subatomic world, all the atoms and quarks and leptons. We can see these rhythms everywhere, but if we look long enough, we can also see the anomalies that break the pattern. This is why science has been unable to explain everything in the universe, because the Goalposts keep changing, right? Because it's a moving target, because everything is in constant flux. The moment science thinks, oh, we've got it, the universe shifts. It changes. It's always going to change. There's no way we're ever going to pin down what is. There's no way we're ever going to be certain about the mystery of life because it is uncertain. It lives in uncertainty. And the mind, the human mind, is unhappy living in such an uncertain universe, the mind wants certainty. The mind wants to know because that's where it finds its safety and security. Brothers, we spend our entire lives trying to create the illusion of security and stability. And much of the world still exists at a level of survival that cannot afford to be concerned about the feelings, about the vibrations, about living through the spirit. And that's why we put so much emphasis on the mind that we're simply engaging in survival. The fear that comes from this low vibrational frequency, now you, we'll call it a busy mind or rumination. You guys know what I mean by rumination. It's just a mind that's constantly trying to figure things out, a mind that's trying to constantly be certain about uncertainty, a mind that's constantly trying to know what's going to happen in the future, right? And that fear, that low vibrational frequency specifically attaches itself to the way your body feels. It becomes anxiety, becomes worry, right? And this sets up a pretty great dilemma inside you because it makes you search for happiness. It makes you search for a relief from that uncertainty. And brothers, what we call happiness is simply one aspect of our natural chemistry. Sometimes we experience it and sometimes we don't. But a lot of the time, we don't feel happy because we spend so much of our time trying to create happiness in the future. We're trying to find it in the future by being certain about an expectation. And modern society is locked into trying to create that external security for you and for itself. 
We assume that happiness comes with financial or marital security, whereas in fact, it does not depend on anything outside of you. It only depends on your inner stability, on your inner vibrational stability. This low vibration, right, this rumination impacts you on a purely individual level. You are really only interested in taking away your own uncertainty, right? That's the human condition. That's the human journey, right? So you try to make or find the perfect relationship, right? You got to find the relationship that doesn't agitate me, that doesn't make me feel uncertain. Or we try to make enough money so that we don't have to worry about the future. You know, the whole idea of financial freedom. We got to have enough money so that the, the uncertainty of the future is reduced or eliminated so we can just relax. Or we try to change our body or our lifestyle so that we can feel good about ourselves so that we don't have this scared feeling that we're going to be rejected by other people. Modern society is built upon the individual's desperation to escape the way we feel, to escape this feeling of low vibration. And in truth, we're not really unable to hear it, right? We're not really unable to hear our inner wisdom. We're not really unable to hear what's happening within us. We're just simply too busy worrying to pay attention to it, or we're too busy trying to know what we are doing to listen to our heart. And our dilemma is that we try to escape the loop of not feeling fulfilled, and in doing so, we actually ensure that we stay in that loop. Brothers, everything you do to try to reach fulfillment actually has the effect of making your life more complicated. And I talked about complexity versus simplicity a few weeks ago. Your inner hearing, your ability to hear your heart is actually fine. It's simply drowned out by the internal noise inside your head, <laughs> by that low vibration that we call rumination. In our modern world, everyone is expected right? Stay with me. Like, you know this. Everyone is just expected to know what to do in life, as if everything were absolutely sure. The truth is that nothing is sure. And deep down inside, no matter how you adjust or improve your lifestyle, your body will always come back and remind you of this truth. Now, as you rise up, as you begin to do this work, as you spiritually release, you will realize that no amount of individual freedom or wealth can fill the void inside you. Only when you finally release this feeling does this first great breakthrough come. And this breakthrough occurs when you begin to face the fact that you simply don't feel comfortable in the world. That's where we have to stop buffering because the buffering reduces that. That's where we have to stop with the distractions. We have to go in and know that we don't feel comfortable. No individual, no human being can really feel comfortable in a society. Because where society tends to be consistent and relatively stable, the human is neither of these things. You are in a constant state of energetic flux. To precipitate this great breakthrough in awareness, you have to look honestly into one of your deepest fears. And brothers, that's the fear of being rejected by society. That's the fear of being different. That's the fear of being yourself. That's the fear of being you, wherein you try to conform to what everybody else wants you to be. The truth is, inside every individual is a pulsing rebellious spirit, and it is this spirit that finally begins to awaken when you realize how deafened you have been by what society, culture, and even history has been expecting of you. You've been deafened by your conditioning, brothers. Now, this shadow reveals itself in a couple different ways, right? Internally and externally. And internally, it's sort of 
it comes across as worry, right? It's the, it's the human tendency to worry. Worry is based on the mind going around and around in circles trying to figure out how to escape worry, <laughs> right? How can I escape this thing that's in my head that's actually creating more of what I'm trying to escape? And it pressures us into all kinds of activities, right? Buffering and busyness that we hope will bring an end to the worry, try to escape it. But of course, once one activity is finished, another worry immediately leaps into the resulting space perpetuating a very uncomfortable mental loop. Brothers, all worry is based on fear. And again, that fear, in this case, is the fear of not fitting into the world and of being an outcast, right? Of being yourself, of just doing what it is that your heart is demanding that you do, that your soul is requiring you to do in this world. In essence, this is a pure fear. But when it's repressed, it becomes a monster that drives us again and again out into the world to try to end that feeling through some kind of external achievement and validation. And it's only when we confront this fear directly will we finally realize how much creative power lies in being who you are, in being the individual, the unique person that you are meant to be. The external version of this low vibration manifests as external noise, which is the human tendency to simply keep talking. And you've probably met some of these people, right? These are people who do not talk in order to communicate something, right? They're not in the least bit interested in what anybody else to say, and they probably don't even know what it is that they're saying. They are unconsciously trying to just drown out what they're hearing, right? From what they actually feel. Because what they feel is that fear. What they feel is pretty miserable. And I know you've probably met some people like this, right? They'll just interrupt you or they'll respond immediately without any inner reflection, like almost like they're just talking. They're just trying to get the energy out. (laughs) It's not about actual communication. It's just about releasing the energy that they unconsciously believe is the cause of their pain. They don't actually hear anything you say. They just need to create enough noise in order to not feel the fear of uncertainty. And these people have a deep need to be accepted and understood by others. That's why they're talking. They're just basically talking and talking and talking because they just want you to accept and accept. But it's because they're not listening to themselves that they often speak inappropriately or at the wrong time. And therefore, instead of being accepted, these people generally feel misunderstood and are often outright rejected, which is exactly the fear that this low vibration is. And this dynamic may therefore increase their fixed viewpoint and make them even more paranoid and angry at being so misunderstood. And when it's taken to the extreme, these natures can end up feeling so ostracized that they take out their anger either on those closest to them or on society in general. Now, brothers, it is through the higher vibration that the spirit of the rebel is born. Okay, the rebel This is the high vibration. This is the service. This is the transmutation from this low vibration, from this rumination. When we begin to transmute this, you'll find that every human being is born to be a rebel in the sense of filling, of being in a space in the world that cannot be duplicated by the other. It's like being a unique version of uniqueness. It's like being you. People say, just be yourself. And what they really mean is just be like everybody else. But the truth is to be yourself means to be like nobody else. As individuals, when we awaken our true creative potential that's hidden in our DNA, it'll rise up and it'll pull us out of the survival frequency, right? And it is then that we enter into the stage of service. And again, I want to talk about service because when we think of this word service, we may have this preconceived notion of what it means, right? That it means to be a slave, that it means to just act in a way that is bowing down or wiping tables or, you know, it's a service thing that I'm just basically serving. But service to the whole is not the same as service to society. And that's the big difference. 
The service that I'm talking about here when, I, when I'm talking about releasing your inner wisdom is the service of rebellion. It's actually the service of being completely different. Without the creative passion and insight and inner wisdom of yourself, of the individual, life would not only be dull, but it would probably just stop altogether. We would just be homogenized into this sort of like District 13 type of living. If you know what I mean from The Hunger Games, it's a movie. Without the spontaneous, you know, without the unexpected, without the dangerous, without that surprise, we just wouldn't evolve. And a society that's caught in this low vibrational frequency, brothers, does not like the rebellious spirit at all. Like I'm going to tell you, for me, for many of my students that have gone on this journey and they've begun to listen to their inner wisdom, I got to tell you that the first thing you're going to notice is there are people around you. I got a buddy, for example, that's living this way now, a former student, but a very, very good friend. And he just told me a story the other day that the way he's living his life is just not okay with his family. You know, he went to visit his family and they are all worried about him. They're saying, we are worried about you because your future is so uncertain. And that's exactly the spirit of the rebel. For others to be worried, for others to be concerned, for others to reject you, for others to say that there's something wrong with the way you're living your life, that means that you are evolving. That means that you are becoming more of who you are meant to be because you are breaking out of the mold that everybody expects you to be. And these people, like my buddy, can't be controlled. And they appear to threaten the very security that human beings have spent so much time and energy trying to create. The nature of the individual human spirit is one of rebellion. It refuses to be categorized or stereotyped into a fixed role in society. When you transmute the low vibration into the high vibration, there is going to be this rejection. It is therefore hugely ironic. I find it to be hugely ironic that even though every single human being alive has the ability, has the potential of walking the hero's journey of being a hero, it is our world that we've created where people are that are heroes are labeled outsiders, you know? Like we have movies, we have stories, we have music written about heroes, you know, but we only want to worship these heroes. We only want to observe these heroes from a safe distance, right? We don't want to actually embrace these people because if we embrace these heroes, then we're embracing the rebellion. We're embracing that which is breaking the construct of society. And so the creative contribution of the awakened individual does not serve society directly. It's not a service to society. It's not a, you know, it's not a obligation or a slave of society. When I'm talking about service, what I'm saying you will do is you will serve other individuals. You will serve the whole by inspiring them to take the same risk and discover that latent genius that lies inside their DNA. This service ultimately comes back to the whole because it constantly is shaking the system. It's agitating the system and all systems need to be agitated. Otherwise, they become frozen and stagnant. Now, brothers, as the low vibration, as this low vibrational energy transmutes into the high vibrational energy, the power of the low vibration, the power of that shadow, that power of that not-self energy, it remains, yet it shifted in its focus. It shifted, right? Because instead of not listening to yourself, you now stop listening to the status quo. You now stop listening to the construct. You now stop listening to the matrix. This is the first law of the rebel, to trust in your inner voice no matter what the consequences. And this is what I was talking about when I was mentioning the other Alpha Male Coach podcasts that are out there in this space. 
This is the true meaning of the gift of your own inner wisdom. It's not to follow the advice or the construct or the, all the different conditioning of other people. Because that insight does not make the rebel a destructive force. Like your inner wisdom is not going to make you a destructive force. To follow your heart doesn't mean just wantonly doing whatever you want to do at the expense and destruction of others. You know, you're not a reactionary who takes out all your frustration on the external or wastes time blaming and condemning others. That's actually the game of the low vibrational frequency. That's the game of fear. The rebel awakening through this high vibration, this inner wisdom is immensely creative. And you just simply cut a new pathway without worrying about where it's going, because there is no where it's going. There is no future. It is spontaneously and fully committed to the now, to the moment. Brothers, you cannot afford to trust any external source that claims wisdom or knowledge. So I'm saying, I don't tell you what to do. I am a guide for you to find out who you are. I just guide you within. I'm not going to tell you that this is who you must be or that is what you must do. It's not that you just stop listening to such things, right? It's not that you just stop listening, but it's that you stop being influenced by them. You, You can still hear it. You can still listen. You just stop taking it as advice on how you should live your life. And it's only when you trust, trust your inner core, that the breakthrough comes from deep within yourselves from deep within the DNA itself. The process of insight is a very transformational experience as it touches you right to your core, right to your DNA, the core of your humanness. You cannot make it happen. The only way you can experience insight is unexpectedly. So you have to give up looking for it. It's within you. It's laying there latent and dormant, just waiting to be released. But you can't want for it. You can't seek for it. It's like a, it's like the process of writing a, a song or a poetry. I've gotten into poetry lately. I've been writing poetry. And I find that the more I try, the harder it becomes. You know, if I sit down to try to write a poem, I have writer's block. You know, it has to be allowed to happen in its own time and in its own way. It just flows through me. And in those moments, it flows through me. What I found out, you know, I carry a book around. I carry books around with a pen. And it's just when it comes, it comes. And I write down verses and lines. I don't set a time aside to write this poetry because it has to flow. And once it does happen, this is where you experience that great inner freedom because every insight opens you to wider and wider experiences of human awareness. Brothers, moments of insight occur more frequently as you relax more deeply into your inner nature. And as they become more frequent, a certain deep spirit of trust begins to pervade and suffuse your being as though life's mystery was awakened directly inside of you. It's okay. The uncertainty, to be certain of uncertainty is okay. To be knowing of the unknown to be knowing that everything is unknown. This is the wisdom. You begin to realize that although you cannot create these breakthroughs, you can expand the environment in which they seem to occur. And this is doing the work. This is staying present in the moment. This environment is one of deep relaxed and solitude. You need to be relaxed. You need to be alone. And I'm not saying alone, right? It's not solitude. I'm not saying solitude that means you have to withdraw from the world. I'm not saying go live in a cave, go live in a monastery, go live in a temple, right? I'm not saying that. In fact, the opposite. What you do is you give yourself solitude from that same rumination that the low vibration offers, right? It's to filter out everything except what is essential and beautiful. 
The only thing that matters is that. What is essential and beautiful in your life? And you will become a more contemplative being and your walk through the world will become more sauntering than directed. And in this way, your awareness turns inward without losing any of its worldliness. You still exist in the world. You still enjoy the third dimension while at the same time you're living through your spirit. It's making you a unique but integrated being, a profound yet accessible human. Human destiny is caught between the polarity of the human urge to evolve and become more and the divine urge to involve and dive down into the world of form, into this third dimension. And the secret of this polarity is the secret of timing. And through the ages, it is whispered a great truth into the ears of those whose insight is developed enough to hear it. The inner wisdom. And that secret is that life is a mystery in which chance and love are dancing together. This is the masculine and the feminine. The more you allow love, the more chance appears to work in your favor. When you love totally, unconditionally, you'll find that even chance is shown to be an illusion and the underlying cosmic geometry is revealed behind all things. It is only then that your timing becomes divine, becomes perfect, and that which appears to be random is understood as an aspect of the holographic universe unfolding in perfection throughout your life. Destiny is governed by the combination of human strength and insight. And brothers, we can see how evolution on our planet is moving us steadily towards a place of increased individual freedom. Our technology advances have made us so efficient that more and more people have time in their lives well, you do too, whether or not your mind is telling you so. <laughs> more and more people have times in their lives to actually ponder the meaning of life, to contemplate why we're here. This stage in our breakthrough can only deepen and therefore preparing our entire species for breakthroughs of a more spiritual nature. As the gift of inner wisdom, this higher vibration becomes commonplace in people's lives. And as the human rebellious spirit becomes alive, your DNA attunes to higher and more refined frequencies. And here we now get into this higher frequency, because this means that it's in this age of individual truth, it's going to take over from the need of the collective pseudo-truths that are based on insecurity and trying to be certain about everything. Brothers, the truth lies within each of us. It relies within you. And when it is seen, when it is read, or when it is heard, it may trigger a process of recognition within your DNA. That's the point of this podcast. That's the point of me speaking these words, is to trigger that auditorially, acoustically within you. But true insight only comes from within you when all outer instructions have been removed and as we learned from the beginning of this podcast, all human beings move through three natural stages of their evolution, survival at the low vibration, service at the high vibration, and then finally surrender at the highest vibration. And the highest vibration of our insight is epiphany. It represents the final breakthrough of consciousness possible within a human being. And despite the obvious Christian heritage, the word epiphany is derived from a Greek word meaning inner manifestation. One of the meanings of epiphany has to do with the manifestation of a divine being. The energy of epiphany, the vibration of epiphany is an inner surrendering. It's a giving up that takes place in certain human beings. And when it occurs, those human beings cease to identify with themselves and become manifestations of divine being. It is the death of the mind. It's the death of the ego. Then there's a great difference between being a manifestation of a divine being and a manifestation of simply divine being. 
The true epiphany is that there are no special exalted beings. It is the epiphany that consciousness is all there is. And that's what I mean when I say love. Everything is love. Everything is energy. Everything is everything. Everything is consciousness. Everything is source. It is the sudden revelation from within you that you've been wasting your time looking for a God, looking for anything outside of you, even a God within yourself. Epiphany is expressed beautifully through the Buddha's enlightenment, when after so many years of searching and meditation, he just became so tired that he gave up. And it was only in this moment of deep surrender that he experienced his sudden epiphany. I mean, imagine that, brothers. Do you know the story of Buddha? That it was in his giving up that he received enlightenment. Even though you hear this and may sense the truth of it, you still can do nothing to hasten your own epiphany. It can only happen unexpectedly, and everyone who experiences their epiphany does so differently. Like I said, the Buddha had to be disappointed. He had to give up and just quit, and that's when it occurred. But other people have experienced it in many unique ways. And though it's associated with Christian symbolism, the epiphany is also connected to the recognition, right? You're probably listening to this on or close to Christmas, right? The recognition of Christ through the medium of the three magi and the giving of their gifts, right? And this is a beautiful story of the three wise men that came from the East and followed the North Star to the birth of Jesus. But it has so much mystery, right? It's a story. It's an analogy for this exact thing. And if one understands the the myth of the Christian epiphany, it is an inner code, one that will, will see that it contains a great hidden truth concerning humanity's final evolution. Because the three magi and their gifts can be interpreted as many different things because of the esoteric myths that are founded on the triple nature of divinity, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Mind, Body, Spirit, Brahma, Shiva, Vishnu, you know, everything is broken into threes. That's the triple nature of divinity. But what we see is a uniting of this triple nature around the figure of the Christ child drawn together by this celestial force, the North Star. And the star can be seen as an emblem of fate, or of the movement of the spheres that lie beyond our human grasp. The Magi and their gifts can be seen as three effects or aspects of levels of our self, right? The mind, the body, and the spirit drawn together and identified with the figure of Christ. But here's what I want to offer you as an analogy and as a story in this podcast. And that's what could be more emblematic of the meeting of three wise men, the three wisest men in all the world, these men that represent knowing and the not knowing. You know, it's the old and the wise, the three greatest wise men bowing to the newborn, bowing to the innocence of a baby, of a child, that being which knows nothing of the world. That's the story. That's the symbol, the symbol that all of our knowing is the illusion Because the knowing bows down to the unknowing, bows down to the child. Even the Christ said himself, those who are like these little children are the ones who will enter the kingdom of heaven. It's because they don't know. It's because they don't ruminate. It's because they don't worry. It's because they don't think about the future because they're here locked in the present moment, brothers. Ultimately, the epiphany is an explosion. It's a blasting out of light from the human heart. It's an openness and accepting of others. And it's a divine spirit of friendliness that is at the core of all human beings. And at an individual level, epiphany is and always must remain unique to each person in whom it appears. It allows you to see behind the workings of the universe and your own human mind, which is always drawing in that 
rumination, which is always drawing you out of the moment, into the past or into the future. It is the one breakthrough that you cannot anticipate or imagine because it brings an end to everything you think you know about the world. It brings an end to all of your certainty, all of your security, all of your knowingness. And there's an enormous laughter that's stored up in this epiphany because the epiphany lands you squarely in the middle of one of the greatest paradoxes of all times. That you are what you are and nothing can ever be added or taken away from your nature regardless of your experiences. The paradox of knowing, the paradox of trying to be, the paradox of trying to accumulate an identity, the paradox of ego. Brothers, you are who you are and nothing you do or don't do will ever take that away from you. When the epiphany manifests in the world, it often plays the fool in some deep mystical way, right? When you become your epiphany, you know, you will be a person who knows that you know nothing, you know that you know that anything you say or do is of no importance or relevance whatsoever. So you are now free to simply act the way you want and say what you want. And again, I'm not saying this in sort of a wanton, destructive way. I'm saying this in a jovial, excited, full of grace and full of gratitude and full of generosity and full of love and compassion because that's what happens at your level of epiphany. You just simply be in the moment and you experience all the love that exists here for us now and always. And as a consequence of all this, <laughs> you're probably going to be rejected. You're probably going to be rejected by society that constantly is aiming to be certain and secure. They're constantly in the future trying to plan and make a world that doesn't exist out in the future. You know, that's why these people that have deeply realized this epiphany inevitably break all the rules. They break the rules of society that wants them to be strict and structured and, and certain and secure. It's as though they're living in this shared joke with themselves and the universe. Because with an epiphany, the only thing you know is that you know absolutely nothing. That's the paradox of knowing. That you know that you know nothing because nothing can be known. That there is no certainty. And this knowing that you know nothing, this knowing is a surrender to the moment. It's a surrender to the now. And it's so incredibly delightful. It's so incredibly releasing. It's so incredibly... Oh, just it just feels so relaxing to just be. It's so amazing that you will simply never be able to contain the wonder and the beauty of it. It's like you've become deaf to everything except for the divine now, except for the divine here and now. Everything you know disappears. All beliefs, all conditionings, all identities, all egos. That is why several humans have experienced an epiphany using plant medicines that dissolve the ego, because that is the epiphany. There is nothing to know. There is nothing to know in the future. There's only the now. We have to let go and surrender all of our accumulating ideas about structure and identity. And in that place, you will find your epiphany. You will find your inner wisdom. You will find your inner truth. You will discover who you are in this uniqueness, in your unique energetic blueprint, and what you are here to emanate out into the world. And when that epiphany occurs, brothers, that is the light. That is the love that exists within all of us. Have an amazing solstice. I love you, my friends. And until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset. 
at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.